Well, praise the Lord, everybody. I'm so glad that you've joined another edition of Bridging the Gap podcast. And I'm your host, Pastor Nate Brozier, and it's always an honor that you would take time to join us once again. Uh, this past couple, let's see, last weekend, I'm trying to think of dates where I'm at now, but last weekend I had the opportunity to go and speak at a men's conference in uh, southern uh, Kentucky, uh, southwest, I guess, uh, Kentucky, and and it was such an honor and a privilege. But I got to thinking about some things as I was preparing for this that I wanted to share with my podcast uh, uh, viewers and um, and listeners. So the next couple of episodes that I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the state of a man um, and some things that deal with men. But women can relate with this as well, because especially this first session, uh, this is not strictly for the woman or just strictly for the man. Let me say it that way. And this is definitely for all. Uh, but I'm going to be hitting some things about how a man feels about things. And so um, if you will, before we get going, I want you to go ahead and share this broadcast to your uh, social media outlet. Um, we have several different options that you can look on Spotify. Uh, you can also do Apple Podcasts. Uh, and you can still also, if you want to view this, you can watch this on my YouTube page. I think it's Pastor Nate 2011. And so, hey, until then, let's get started. I don't want to waste any more of your time. I only want to be 15, 20 minutes as I try to as often. Sometimes I ramble at the beginning, takes away some of my time. But let's get started. Uh, today, I want to talk to you simply on the lines of the, per, the preconceived man. Again, I'm saying men in a, not necessarily just a masculine standpoint, but the person, like a woman, you know, and so this is what I want to understand is the preconceived man. And I was reading from 2 Kings chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. If you have your Bible, you can follow along with me. Uh, and it simply reads, The king of Aram had great admiration for Naaman, the commander of his army, because through him the Lord had given Aram great victories. But though Naaman was a mighty a warrior. Here's where I want to get to. But even though Naaman was a mighty warrior, he suffered from leprosy. At this time, Aramean raiders had invaded the land of Israel, and among their captives was a young girl who had their captives, excuse me, was a young girl who had been given to Naaman's wife as a maid. One day, as the girl said to her mistress, I wish my master would go to see the prophet in Samaria. He would heal him of his leprosy. So today I want to simply title this again, The Preconceived Man. I want us to look at a few things here as I tried to illustrate just last week uh, at this men's conference. I want us to understand that there's so many things that we put on ourselves. These are preconceived ideas, preconceived thoughts, uh, what we envision, what we see ourselves to be, simply put, as preconceived means is a all means is a formed before having the evidence for its truth. Preconceived means formed before having the evidence of its truth. Now, many of us can sit here and come up with ideas and thoughts of what we are, who we are, why we are the way we are. <laughs> I know it's a lot there, but we begin to think about some things and we begin to identify ourselves in the weakest possible thought process of even ourselves. 
We be, maybe, maybe it's, it's stemmed from what has been spoken over us, what has been declared over you and I. And so we begin to believe these preconceived ideas. There's no evidence of truth in them, but yet we have, have a tendency to believe something that is a false narrative. Nevertheless, the enemy's purpose in his life is to constantly free feed preconceived ideas onto who we are, onto our making, into our DNA, and just things that are not necessarily true all the time, but they are spoken over us through someone of authority, someone of power, maybe a father, a mother, a sister or brother, somebody who you look up to, an aunt and uncle, even a pastor has spoken ill things. Church leaders have spoken ill things. Your boss, you fill in the blank, anybody of authority that someone has dominion over you, I'll say it like that, or you've allowed to have dominion over you. And so what happens is that the enemy will use these lies and these narratives to speak things. Sometimes they're true, but we've believed some things that aren't true these preconceived ideas. Here's what I want you to understand. The Bible simply says that Naaman is a mighty warrior. He was a mighty man of valor. To the point, he led the Armenian armies into numerous battles and victories, which we, as we look through the scripture, we see that there was much gain and wealth that was driven to the king of, Ar- to the king of Aram to where to the point where he can give Naaman some money to go to the prophet of Israel to be healed. So we see this through the text that because this man was not a chump, he was a bad man in a good way. I'm saying it that way. He was a mighty warrior. He was a man of valor. He was successful with his hands, with his sword in battle. But yet, here's what we see. He had a but beside his name. That but was he suffered from leprosy. Many of us that are listening right now and watching, we we have so many ideas in our mind that what we want to see God do in our life, through our life, and how he's going to do it. But all of a sudden, there's that but. Well, you're, you're not educated. I want to do this, but I don't have enough money. I want to be this person, but I've not got the education that I'm supposed to have in order for me to get this. I want this, I want that, and I want this. You fill in the blank, but I can't seem to do it. We've allowed the but in our life to control where we shall go. That but is a preconceived idea. That is something that's not necessarily true. You know, I've always heard people say, well, I'd love to start a business, but I don't have the backing or I don't have the money. Listen, I know people who have started with nothing and created something. It's the preconceived ideas that what we tell ourselves that we are not capable or able to do something. But this, let me tell you, audience, this is a lie from the pit of hell. God says we can do all things through him who strengthens us. 
So when we look upon our own selves, then yeah, that is true. We can't, we, we can't accomplish because the Bible says with God, all things are possible. But with man, there are things that are impossible to do. But when we have God on our side, then what can stand against us? No weapon, no enemy can rise up and prevent what God has ordered our steps to do. Listen, this is the preconceived man's thought that we can't do things or we won't do things because we won't do things because we, we have preconceived thoughts or we have preconceived ideas why we can't start that business, why we can't start that church, why we can't start that new ministry, why I can't go out into the highways and hedges and compel people to come in. It's because we have preconceived ideas about our own self. And like we see in this, this particular passage, we see Naaman who is a mighty warrior, but he was a leper. So he was limited. Even in the Old Testament, we see stories that if you were considered to be leper, everywhere you went, you had to cover your head, you had to cover your face, and you had to tell everybody, I am unclean. You had to tell this stuff. So imagine now with this, that here we have, uh, here we have Naaman, who is a mighty warrior, having to declare some things that, that wasn't intended for him to do. He had to declare that he was unclean. Yeah, he had leprosy, which is truth here. But yet he was still a mighty man of valor. He was not seeing himself in the eyes that the world saw him because he was a leper. Over time, here's what we do. We are often defined by our worst moment. We are often defined by our condition that we're in. We are often defined by our circumstances. Now let this sink in. Many of you that are listening or even watching this right now, many people know you as something specific. And some things you've labeled yourself or maybe some other people have labeled you some of these negativities or some of your issues and have labeled you with this. You know, think about uh, Aaron. The Bible says that uh, that Moses made the comment, listen, I can't, I can't go to to Egypt and let them know I'm, I don't speak well, but look what God did. He said, Aaron does, and I'll use Aaron. Even though we've talked about this before in previous podcasts, Moses still was able to speak to the authoritarians, was still able to speak to Egypt. So God will always use what is supposedly your, your weakness, and he will create it for his good. But he always has a backup plan too. He had Aaron ready to step in. But look at what we see. Sometimes we're labeled with our negatives. We see the, woman, the man called the lame man who sat outside the gate called beautiful. He wasn't defined by his name, by his father giving him or mother giving him. He was defined by his ailment and his sickness. He was the lame man that sat out the gate. Or we look at the woman with an issue of blood. A woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years. So people defined her as that, that, that's the woman who had an issue with the blood. She's unclean. Now, we, she wasn't known by any other thing but her ailment or her weakness. We also see the story of, well, we have a name here, but he was defined by his ailment. Blind Bartimaeus. Bart, the difference here, Bartimaeus had a name, but he was always defined 
by his weakness. Sometimes we, we, we are, I'm talking to somebody here right now that you, you have dealt with this weakness, this ailment, this sickness long enough, and now you've allowed it to settle on your spirit. But listen, look at what we see the man, the lame man that was sitting outside the gate called beautiful. When Peter and John came upon him, the lame man was begging alms, which simply means I was, he's wanting some money that they could give. Peter and John looked down upon him and said, listen, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, which was the spirit of the living God, I give unto thee. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And then we see the lame man who was once lame now, jumps up to his feet. And the Bible says that his ankles straighten themselves out. Then he jumped up and he began to leap and run. He went into the synagogue, which is where Peter and John were going. But here's the thing. He was jumping and leaping and praising God. But here's what the people in the synagogue still said. Is that not the man who is just outside the gate? They were still looking at him from his yesterday, his ailment, his weakness. Now, over time, we embrace the very thing that has been spoken over our lives about us. Maybe some of you have been called deadbeats, worthless, lazy, dumb, stupid, idiot, no good for nothing. Listen, a mighty man of valor was defined by his ailment and his sickness. The man sitting at the gate even though when he was resurrected and his, the ankle bones, the joints, the muscles all came back intact, he was still defined by that man that was still there. Instead of declaring, woe is me, we must declare what the word of God says about us. We must declare, I am joint heirs with Christ Jesus. Instead of declaring, woe is me over your situation, Begin to declare what the word says. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. Instead of declaring, woe is me, my God, this is how it's always going to be, pastor. This is how it's always going to be. Begin to declare the word of the, the Lord. I am an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. I'm no longer that person. I'm no longer that man. I'm no longer that woman. I'm not going to have these preconceived ideas of who I think I am anymore. For I shall declare what the word of God says I am like Naaman. That I was once a leper, but I am no longer a leper. As the lame man would say, I was once a man who was since birth, my ankle bones weren't right. But now I can say I'm leaping and jumping and I'm no longer the lame man. Maybe you can say like the woman with the issue of blood. Yeah, I've dealt with this for 12 years, but I had to press through to get my blessing, to get my promise, to get my, my prayer answered. Then you can declare I'm no longer defined by the, as a woman with an issue of blood, but now I'm made whole. You can also declare, you know, like blind Bartimaeus, when he began to declare, oh, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus healed this blind man, that he was no longer blind. Still, people would probably define him. It hey, wasn't you once blind. 
Hey, wasn't you the man or wasn't you the woman who was dealing with that infirmity? And you can declare what the word of the Lord says. I am redeemed, oh God, by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. I'm no longer that person. Yeah, I was once an addict. Yes, I was once. I had struggles with addictions in whatever area, but I'm no longer that person. Thanks be unto God who always causes me to triumph in his name. Oh, glory to the most high God because I'm no longer a person in bondage because I pulled down every stronghold that was over my life. Thank you, Jesus. The enemy tried to lie to you and tell you that you were something, but here's what you must do today. Begin to declare what the Lord says about you. The enemy wants to convince you of your past. But listen, we know what the Bible says. God takes your sins and blots them out. For us, for him to never remember them again. So who is reminding you of this? A deceiver. Who is reminding you of what you once were? A liar. The Bible says that he's the father of all lies. So I need you to declare what the word of the Lord says. Get behind me, Satan. You're under my feet. I'm no longer going to be what the world tells me I am. I'm no longer going to identify what my father spoke over me, which was negativity. I'm not going to be notified by what my bosses or my pastors that said I'll never amount to anything. What counselors may have told you, what teachers may have spoken over you. Listen, today we pull down those lies and we define ourselves what the Lord says that we are, that we are triumphant in Christ Jesus. Oh, come on, declare that right there. And I wanna pray for you as I'm going, I'm gonna close right now. Listen, if we evaluate ourselves and identify with the preconceived man that I've talked about, then we must change the way we perceive ourselves. Amen and amen right there. So let me pray for you right there. So Father, in Jesus' name, I speak life over these death situations. Father, those that are contemplating that they're, that they're worthless and they're nothing and what's the point of living? Listen, I'm here to declare what the word says about you. You are joint heirs with Christ Jesus. The devil is a liar. He, wants to co he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but he will not be triumphant. You know why? Because of the blood of the lamb. He's already paid the price. He's already won the battle. We're in a fixed fight. And so, Father, I pray for those right now who have been living in these preconceived thoughts of who they see themselves to be. We right now pull down that stronghold that is over their lives, in their minds, that mindset that has been weighing them down for years upon years. Father, in Jesus' name, let them be who you've called them to be, for they are the righteousness of God. And Lord, let them walk in the light that you've called them to walk in. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Well, hey, thank you for joining this week's podcast, Abridging the Gap. Again, I'm Pastor Nate. Hey, next week we'll be talking to you on another sign of maybe you can identify yourself in. Until then, hey, we'll see you later. God bless you.